I hope they can hear us. Ooh, are we on? I think we're on. I think we are, probably. Alright. Hi, everybody. Hello. I'll just adjust my hair while we're waiting. No, wait a second. I'm gonna maybe ask them if they can turn us down a little. Because I don't know if anyone... Okay. We'll be able to hear us. I don't think anyone's on yet, so we're okay. Hold on one second. I'll be right. Okay. Smile. I'll just sit here and... The book we're doing today is... Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. And as soon as Beth gets back, we'll find out if I pronounce that correctly. short little intro. Okay. Hi. <laughs> That's back. Here, so Beth's now we'll see back. if We're I can. How, how do you say the author's name? Um, I think it's Caldini. Okay, then I totally botched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You don't have to. You don't have to say his name properly. Um, I was thinking we might get another person or two, but I don't want to wait too long because this book, there is so much in here. Yes. So so it is a heavy, deep book. It's got. So much information in this. I feel like we could talk about this for like five, six hours. So, what I find crazy is some of these things that he talks about. You're like, that's not me. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work on me. Oh yes, it does. Totally, totally works on me. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, I guess let's just dive in. So he's got really six specific. Um, I don't know, what do we call them? A tactic? I'm not. Oh, oh, he calls it a weapon of influence, right? Because you do feel a little bamboozled sometimes when you realize that, yes. <laughs> that it worked on you. He called them principles. Oh, we'll Six call it a principle. Yes. Well, part of it he called it a a weapon yeah, of weapons influence. influence. Yes. Um, so, a couple that I've inadvertently been using for my own business. Number one, expensive equals good. Yes. Holy cow. <laughs> You know, why do you want the Tiffany necklace instead of just some plain old boring silver necklace? And why are you willing to pay so much for Because of the box it comes in? No, it's the brand. They've built up this, it's such a great thing, it's so wonderful, etc. Hey! Come on in, Haley. Here, we'll scoot around. We're already live. Jump in. Yeah, parking was tough today. Yeah. Switch it popular. You gotta be on it. friends. Okay. You gotta be on it. Here, stay in here. Keep coming. Oh, I went too far. too far. So I forgot to bring my laptop because I was gonna bring my laptop and stick my HD camera on it because the last time I did my laptop we had no sound. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I felt like such an idiot so I'm like, I'm not gonna repeat that and then I forgot my laptop today. So I'm like, all right, back to the phone. Uh -huh. um, Do you want to scooch in a little more and be on? Sure. So say hi, Haley. Hi. Is it Haley Weigel from Allison, Allison South Marketing? Saying call you Allison and said you were from true. Haley Market. It happens a lot. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so we just started talking about this book. Um, I found this book to be like amazing. I actually started using some of the stuff in here and got like I was like, what? It works in the sales process. But my first thing that I loved out of here was expensive equals good. Thank you. 
<laughs> so uh, I'm trying to use that where it's like, oh, you know, sometimes I give people a quote and I'm like, it's not that much. Why don't they take it? I'm like, well, if it's more, will they take it? And sometimes I find that, you know, you charge more and people are like, oh, this is this must be worthwhile. I got it. <clears throat> so expensive equals good. This is my first takeaway. Um, let's see. Feel free to hop in there. Well, one of the things that I found interesting was the, the click were, which is oh, yeah. which is a little bit challenging to, to explain in two seconds. But basically, <laughs> he did this, or found out there was a study that, was it Mama Turkeys? Yeah, like, or some kind of bird. As long as the babies made this specific sound, then she would tend to it. They even did it like a stuffed animal that looked like her arch enemy that she normally would attack. If it made the sound of what one of her babies yeah, female would do, turkeys. she tended to it like a mama instead of attacking the thing. As soon as it stopped making noise, she would go back and attack it. So it's just kind of interesting to me because there's just conditioned behavior that we yeah. all have yeah. and that we just automatically do things. Like, oh, if it's new at the cosmetic counter, that must be good. I should try it. Or, yeah. I mean, just something so no, I don't, I don't do that. Right. But if it's new... I hope Sam Vogel isn't watching this. <laughs> yes, cosmetic counter, your, your personal um, cosmetic person. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I mean... But that kind of underlies the whole book is the what triggers that, that click were in us, what, you know, bypasses all of our logical oh thought and just makes us react and do things that if we could step back and look at it, we would never do that. But, oh, you triggered something in me. You, you hit my mama turkey point of pressure or whatever and here I am just reacting to it as though you were my baby and I have to take care of you. <laughs> yeah. So it, that, that's a big point actually. Thank you for bringing that up because I totally skipped over that whole thing. Um, I think reciprocity is mm. huge. It's one of those things where I, this was one of those, oh, it doesn't affect me, but you know, have you ever gotten invited to like a, like host like um, one of those like MLM parties? Or you just get invited to it, and I'm always like, oh, God, if I go, then I have to buy something. Because right. I got invited, and they have food, and it's oh, a thing. <laughs> so I usually say no. I usually don't go because I always feel like now I have to buy something, and it's yeah. reciprocity. And I didn't yeah. know it had a name. Oh my God. And he talks about, actually, later on, another... He talks about Tupperware, specifically. I haven't been to a Tupperware party, but... Um, it's the social proof. I'm kind of jumping ahead, but the reciprocity, the social proof, it makes you feel very pressured to buy things. Yeah, I, I mean, need, that's the, like, I need more kitchen gadgets, like a hole in the head. That's <laughs> <laughs> also like I feel like it's the basic tenant of all the networking groups out there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's if true. If you go to a networking meeting, you're looking for more clients, but so is everybody else in the room. I so you have to. Like, like, givers gain comes in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't think that that's a pressure thing. I think it's just like you are more willing or more likely to do business with someone that's done something for you first. Yeah, right. pretty much. Um, you know, it can be used in a, I don't want to say a bad way, but it can be used in a influential yeah. way. You know, even things like, oh, here, have a pen with my logo on it. Like, oh, you can keep it. It's like, oh, well, now you gave me a pen. Do I feel like I have to right. go to you? It can and be an extreme. And maybe that's too small, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's enough to just plant that in your head somewhere. Um, so I thought that was definitely interesting. And that's probably one that we 
we are exposed to very frequently. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out. I have all these tabs on my book. <laughs> I was busy. I didn't want to forget anything, but now I'm like, I don't know why I tabbed it. Um, Here's my, if you want the table of contents, I can leave that open for you. Let's see. Um, I don't know. While you're looking for something, I don't know to jump ahead again, but yeah, go um, for it. there's a section on liking. Um, and I think. Oh, yeah, the likability. Likability and doing business with people that you like. Yeah. But not just so much that, but also mirroring them a little bit. So I know at Alice in the South, we do personality tests when we come in. Um, mm. And then we're taught how to like define yourself. And then when you meet with a client, you're supposed to pick up on what their personality trait is and then mimic it. So sometimes you go into a room with someone, let's say they like to talk about their kids or what they did this weekend, you have to pick up on that and be able to respond. Oh. But you may walk into a CEO's office who thinks that's a waste of time and you have to know not to ask about his kids. You know what I mean? That's so, so interesting. We've been taught, you know, kind of how to put people into those quadrants and respond to them the way that they're engaging with you so that you don't bore them or overwhelm them and oh. you're acting like them. And right. They're more likely to connect and, and do business that way. So they, he had a bunch of things in the, in you know what causes someone to be like similarity. I noticed for a long time, I worked with other women business owners as clients, and I'm like, I don't know why, you know, why am I there? But like we're in um, Fem City together, um, and it just it would be that I would just keep going to the same people who were like me. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's why I have these people as clients. They're yeah. like me. And then I kind of branched out a little. I'm like, all right, I'll work with professionals with their own business. And I'm like, oh, it's still like me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I think that's a natural thing. Yeah, definitely. Similarity, um, compliments. Oh, my God. I remember one time I was in Bloomingdale's, and I wasn't really planning on buying anything. But the sales lady said something. I don't know what we were talking about. And she's like, you're so smart. And she had me. I was like, oh, what can I buy from you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what she told me I was so smart about, but there I was. I was so smart, and I'm buying whatever. So she separated me from my money right away just right by away. that that yeah. one little thing. So compliments are real. Um, contacts and cooperation, I don't know so much. I like the attractiveness. Um, he talked about how, um, you know, you always see, like, the show the pictures from like car shows with like the bikini clad women on the car because they say it's supposed to make the car pick up the attributes of the woman and her beauty kind of gets the cars are sex associated Absolutely. but they even did like research on how much the people like the cars and it was more if there was some um, hot woman on it i was like really but i guess it's such like a base part of our brain that analyzes things there you go. You want you want your stuff to look good. Um, <laughs> put a hot woman on it. I guess. Isn't, isn't sexy a big thing in marketing? Absolutely. You want to make everything look sexy. Absolutely. When you that's... think about like the Wendy's hamburger commercials, I mean, they're trying to personify sexiness on the burger. You even <laughs> going back to burger. the car example when you think if you hear my husband just happens to be a huge car guy. I mean, he talks about cars. Really? You know. Oh, the hips of the car and things like that. Yeah. That's like, I haven't heard yeah. that before. I've never heard that. Yeah. That's interesting. A lot of times. Not, I drive like a 10-year-old minivan, so don't come by me. <laughs> see, well, my, my ex-husband is into racing cars. Mm -hmm. And so, see, now we have something in common. Now, now, right. now you like it each was, other better. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting, though, because I really, like, we would go to cars things, and I would be, and they were like, um, older cars, but they looked new, but there's all kinds of styles you don't see on the road. They're racy, right. and there's lots of curves to them. That's right. And cars were absolutely sexy. 
there was something that looked yeah. powerful or strong or sleek and hot. I mean, seriously. When I see a Corvette, I'm like, one day, when I don't have to drive kids anywhere, I'm getting a Corvette. Because <laughs> they are sexy cars. Yeah, they really are. are. They look, I mean, I don't know how good they are as a car, but I'm like, oh, it looks good. Well, like, and they rumble, and there's all kind. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Rumbling. <laughs> uh, I don't we know. digress. <laughs> I digress. Anyway. Okay. So, the chapter I found a little bit challenging was really commitment and consistency. Because... I feel like so often people don't commit to things. Or like, how often does someone say, like, oh, I'll call you later? Yeah. They never call you. It doesn't happen. It's just like a thing that people say. But, but, in, their, but in their mind, they are being consistent. Because even though they don't follow through on what they say. <laughs> they always don't do it. They're, they're, <laughs> they're consistent. consistently. Yeah, but I think it's the way we, we trick ourselves into thinking we're being consistent. Like, I go to this business meeting, and I'm communicating with you, so I'm doing everything I can, but they're dropping the ball at the end. And I agree with you. It's like that, yeah, people do not follow up. Yeah, I don't know. This one I I struggled with. Um, But I do get that, you know, they say if you want to, like, lose weight, right, you should post it on, like, Facebook. Like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to exercise every day whatever and because you put it out there it's more real to you or you feel like you need to be held to it but I don't know I struggled to agree that it's so internally consistent but he had so much examples of it working so maybe I'm crazy maybe I'm non-committal and I didn't realize it Could or be maybe you're just more consistent maybe I'm consistently non-committal <laughs> I don't know. That that was the hard chapter for me because, I, I mean, I do a lot of sales calls with people and they're like, oh, I want this, I want that, yeah, I'm committed, blah, 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 and then they disappear and then they resurface and they're like, yeah, sorry, I, I can't. And I'm like, but you just said, like, you wanted, you know, you wanted financial control and you wanted budgeting and you wanted, you want, you want, and then you're like, no, nah, I don't want that. So, I don't know. But maybe that's more consistent with how they're already behaving and it's a big change. Right. Oh, so maybe I get it now. I think for me, the consistency piece, even if someone is consistently not following up or consistently doesn't return a phone call or whatever, at least I know that. And so right. I don't have to think, okay, is there a problem? Are they upset? Do they wish I had done something differently? As long as someone is acting consistently. Sometimes you're like, okay, almost like a no news is good news type thing. Or you know, hey, if this person does consistently do that and all of a sudden they're not, like if they do normally Something's respond and wrong. they're not, now you know. So I guess in some ways the consistency, even if it's a negative thing that they're consistent about, at least it's refreshing to be able to measure it and then pick up on when something is wrong. That's true. All right. Maybe I'll give them more credit for it. (laughs) Well, maybe it's not a consistency issue, but a a priority issue for them. Oh, could be. You know, maybe there's other stuff going on. I mean, that's what happens to me. Like, I'm, I'm like totally like wanting to do this and then something else life is a more pressing matter and then I totally forget about what I wanted to do over here to move forward. Yeah, that's true. Prioritization. Could be. You could be right. You could. You guys have good insight. <laughs> Glad it's not just me sitting here talking. Um, <laughs> authority. That one I thought was a no-brainer. Like, it's a little horrifying, the examples that he talks about. I mean, I've heard of this before where you have um, an experiment set up where one person is like a teacher, the other's a student. They put a shock on the student, and anytime he gets an answer wrong, the teacher has to shock him. And the person running the experiment is in one ear of the teacher being like, okay, do the next question, up the voltage, up it, up it, up it every time he's wrong. 
and the student's just like crying and like, well, please let me go. And he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm listening to the guy that's in charge. And you think about like, you know, you tell kids, um, you know, if somebody's being a bully, you have to tell someone, well, well, that might be true, like that the teacher's like at a higher level in some global view. But when you're looking at that social structure, to be the kid that's gonna stand up to the bully, you're going against authority. That's like school ground authority right there. And you want them to buck the system? It's, you know, it, it's scary, but uh, it's true. And it makes a lot of sense as to why they say, you know, you should be the authority in your field online. Because then people just assume you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so that one I thought was pretty clear, pretty straightforward. Titles. Oh my god. <laughs> Once I got my CPA license, I'm like, I'm a CPA. I'm a CPA. Everywhere. I'm a CPA. Hi. <laughs> because to me, it was like, well, I'm not just an accountant. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm a CPA. And it was like so important to me to, that people knew that. So I totally get the title. Um, the clothing, like, I just thought uniform. That was the first thing I thought. Like, you see police. What do you think? Well, position of authority. Um, but even since you mentioned the uniforms, you know, I've always been told that you should dress for the position that you want, not yes. the position that you have. Yes, I exactly thought of that too. And I think, you know, if, if you pay attention to that, you know, it, it does it does make a difference. It really it really does. The way that you dress and carry yourselves when it comes to credibility and authority, especially in the business place, but also socially. Yeah. And it kind of matters. It does. And we don't want it to. Like we think we don't want it to. But it does. Um, scarcity. This is a great one. Um, you know, act now. Limited quantities available. Right? That was the first thing I thought. Like, oh, those cheesy commercials. Yeah. Oh, it's um, a bunch of stuff online, though. We don't know how long this webinar will be up. Yeah. Once all the slots are filled. Yeah. Right. Can't get until yeah. next year. Yeah. But you know what? I've thought about changing some of my how I word things so like people who want kind of higher level packages just to say like oh I can only take like three of these clients because I, I actually do have a limit to how much time I can work sure. <laughs> so it's not untrue and then they can know like oh she's not working with a thousand people at this level it's you know only a couple people so if I want her I got to be one of these special people it's the previous picture <laughs> <laughs> well and maybe it's it's like in because for me, with the scarcity thing, I get annoyed. It's like, I can only do X, or we can only take X. It's like, well, when I when I see that initially, I usually don't believe it. I think that yeah. it's just it's just a, a marketing yeah. ploy. But the more honest thing for you with, there is only so yeah, many people. No, I'm devoting a lot of time to these particular clients, whether they're my concierge clients or whatever you call them, mm -hmm. so that I'm, I've decided that I am only going to make this commitment for three people because I still want to have a life. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's totally true. Yeah, so that, then I would it's be authentic. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's a real reason. It's, it is a real reason. It's so, not because, you know, act now or else. Right, right. Um, but they said also deadlines. Should be able to really, you shouldn't be. Well, that's I'm glad that you said that, like that, because that is that is the perception is oh, especially in the world of cell phones, you should just get yeah, seven o'clock on a Friday, you should answer the phone, or 10 30 on a Saturday if someone asks you a question. And so, scarcity in your own personal time, you know, as yeah, a CPA, yeah. that, that oh my is gosh. your especially service. this time of year, absolutely. absolutely. I like the people, oh, I got you my stuff late and it's all messed up. Uh, can I get my return tomorrow? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the back of the line. 
We'll file an extension. We'll do it in October. Thank you very much. It's like, remember when I told you you had to do this back with last year in December and you ignored me? Okay, there we go. Uh, but the deadlines, I like that too because, you know, sometimes I, I do these, like, um, they're basically like a discovery call, more or less, like new clients to see what they need and what they want, etc. And then I send them a proposal and it just, like, sits out there and I'll follow up with them, but... I think if I said, listen, you need to decide, like, you got 24 hours, yeah. and, or I got to, you know, free up the space for new people, that might, that might help a lot. Um, and there's a lot of low-key ways to do that, like, hey, this yeah. pricing is only, you know, this estimate is only good for three months, or 90 days, or 60 days, or whatever you want it to be. Right, and um, then things change. Because sometimes I'll talk to people, they'll come back like two years later and be like, oh yeah, can I still do that? It's like, no. no yeah, <laughs> I don't have that pricing, I don't have that program, I don't have that whatever anymore. Things have changed. Um, I have to say the funniest thing, I flagged this in a different color because he had a story about Miami-Dade County where apparently they um, there was an anti-phosphate ordinance. I don't know when this happened. I don't think it's been in the like 15 years I've lived here. And <laughs> And he said the people in, you know, classic Miami style, they started smuggling in phosphate-containing cleaning items from, like, Broward County <laughs> further north and hoarding them. And they decided that, like, phosphate-containing cleaners were better than all other cleaners. I'm like, it's only hysterical because I've totally seen people in Miami <laughs> doing that. <laughs> I see, like, those, like, speedboats with, like, Tide, you know. <laughs> Buckets, buckets of cleaning products. Like, we're hoarding it. I just, I thought that was hysterical just because we're in Florida. Well, there will be a black market soon for plastic straws, right? Is oh, everybody switching to paper? God, I hate paper straws. I know. I just bought silicone ones at, at the store today. Do they so clean out nicely, though? It comes with a little brush. Oh. I love mine. But then you have the brushes. Ooh, that would be nice. We're a little off topic. Okay, sorry. We don't have that much time left here. Um, uh, there, I don't know why I flagged this. <laughs> there was some reason. I don't know. No clue. I don't remember anymore. Um, but I thought this book was so good. I actually utilized part of this. I had somebody contact me. Um, they thought they wanted bookkeeping. I told them we don't do bookkeeping, but we have like a like a we have like a controller and a CFO like con like partial controller partial CFO package. Here's your two options, right? One was. Um, this very expensive, um, very robust offering, and then there was one that was less, and I don't want to say more reasonable, but probably more affordable. And I was like, pick, pick which one you want. And I listed the more expensive one first. Oh, I don't think we talked about it, but he talked about like making things seem um, like when you anchor. No, it's not the anchoring. No, oh, it it's was... somewhere in the beginning. Yeah, it was the the, the Voice they talk Scout. Yes, the, yes, the yes, yes, thing. Um, but it was basically you present something that that seems unreasonable. Low power. <laughs> no, I don't remember where. I think it was earlier on. It was like the first or yeah, second it chapter. Yeah, early. But I basically what I did was I gave them a very high price that they probably were like, "Oh my god, this woman's crazy." And then the next offer seemed so reasonable compared to that very high one that they accepted. And I was like, oh my God, does this work? It works, yeah. It works. And then I had somebody else, and now, you know, these aren't perfect tests. It's one data point. I had somebody else come to me for, it was a different service offering, but I sent him one proposal and he hemmed and hawed over it and he asked me a couple of questions and it was 
trivial amount in comparison. And the guy's like, oh, I, I can't do this right now. And I, I'd only given him one option. And I can't help but wonder if I had given him two, would he have picked one of them instead of none? Yeah. Uh, my husband says, someone who taught him about sales long ago said, you always have to give people something to say no to. So by only giving one choice, you just said no to everything. But if there's two choices, you pick one. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it works. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I thought this was a fantastic book. Uh, i got to rethink a lot of what I do. Um, The other thing that was neat, and we didn't even talk about it, is he tells you how to counteract whenever you notice these things happening to you and someone using it on you. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it is just being aware. Like, you walk into a store and you're like, oh, hey, can I ask you a question? And it's like, no, I don't want AT&T internet or whatever it is. And my kids always tell me I'm rude because I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to say yes because then you're in the reciprocity and the likability. And you're in stuck. I'm like, nope, like, nope, can't ask me any questions, walk away. Um, yeah. But he has like a lot of just, a lot of it's just being conscious of it. Especially like the scarcity, you know. Oh, for a limited time, really? Is it? Do I really want it? Do I care? So it's it's good. It helps you, I think, work work around a lot of these issues of uh, influence and people trying to sell you stuff and separating from your money. Yeah. But it is also good for for a business standpoint to look at what makes people buy and doing it when you propose things in an authentic way because you mean it, but you do it in a way that and yeah. knowing these different things can certainly... Yeah, I mean, you could just tweak your message a little help. bit and end up with a lot better results. So it seems worthwhile. Yeah, I really like the, the having more than one option. Yeah. I think that's really effective. And one that's really out there. <laughs> a little unrealistic, but you know. Actually, I mean, it wasn't so unrealistic. Like, it was totally reasonable for the level of service. They just didn't you want... Knew it wasn't what they were looking for. I knew it wasn't yeah. what they were looking for. It was it was very detailed, very in the weeds, very thorough. And they wanted... Because they came to me for wanting a bookkeeper. You know, this was already so much more. But, um, no, it's, it's definitely things to think about. It's an option. Yeah. I don't know if your version of it had. Did you have these? Uh, I think I have an old study questions. Version. No, because this I got the revised edition that was revised till it was ten years ago. But he has, he does a really no. Good this is all the stories two, are in two thousand seven. Okay, but there's a nice uh, summary, but then there's study questions and critical thinking questions. Oh yeah, no, that's that awesome. Can go through this stuff a little bit yeah. deeper, no, which I found very that. interesting with a lot of the. A lot of the topics, but yeah, I, I really, have that version actually. <laughs> well, I'll let you borrow it when I'm done reading it because well, we got to move yeah. on to the next book. Yes, what's the next book, Beth? Um, it's uh, Getting to Yes by I forget the author Frank something. <laughs> Check on Facebook. Check on Facebook. I had the list posted. Um, it's uh, it's probably going to be a little bit more along the lines of influence more so than four hour work week or clockwork in that it's more of like a academic-ish style book um, but you know it's about um, instead of like an adversarial negotiation being more positional so saying like okay we're gonna try to go to lunch you like this and I like that instead of us being like no I'll only go here no I'll only go there it's like well let's find something like with a buffet and then we can have whatever we want you know it's finding solutions that makes everyone happy instead of the who's gonna give up ground so win-win Win-win. Yep. So, 
right, guys. Well, thanks. Awesome. Thank whoever, and Mike Collada, if you're still out there, thank <laughs> you for watching. <laughs> and we'll see you next month. Awesome. Yay. Awesome.